What's up, Dreadheads? I'm John. And I'm Joe. And you're tuning in to a brand new episode of Spread the Dread podcast from the same house, <laughs> but we're at the other end of the house now, yes. Joe. Brand new fucking uh, complete setup, brand yes. new room, brand new equipment. Hopefully it sounds better. I don't know. It sounds better to us, but yeah. I mean, you could tell, you know, we drunkenly yell a lot, so our... <laughs> Our ability to hear things is a little, it's maybe not the best. And we're still not very good at using this little mixing board thing. <laughs> we don't really know what we're doing there. But, yes, thanks I to... I think we need to crank you down even more. <laughs> that's, oh, man. That's, uh yeah, they didn't, when they were developing audio equipment, they weren't thinking about me for sure. And they weren't thinking about me vaping or drinking while being recorded, so I'm sorry now because now it's picked up. Which is a real shame because they should have always assumed people were going to mostly use this stuff while drinking. Uh, <laughs> vaping, that's, you know, that's, that's too futuristic goodbye, for, goodbye. for all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But, yes, thanks to uh y'all's donations and the merch purchases yes. we've we've we were able to cover roughly half of this whole new setup yes. uh with stuff given by you which we've we've said from the beginning we work we're doing stuff joe's in nursing school i work full-time so anything y'all give us we want to pour it right back into this podcast and get updated equipment and stuff like that so hopefully this is sounding better uh we're still the same shitheads you've been listening to for several well, months now change. so that's not going to change the only thing <laughs> is is that uh, you know, you're going to hear all the terrible humor, hopefully a little bit uh, more balanced and clearer. Um, Joe, what's the episode about this week? Oh, Luis Garavito. La Bestia. Yes. yes. And I, th- I have a feeling a lot of people haven't heard about this guy. No, and this you is absolutely very should. fucking obscure, but you should know who he is. Unless you live in the country of Colombia, in which case you're fucking, you got goosebumps and hard nipples the moment we brought this guy up because you damn sure know who the motherfuck this is. But a little bit of housekeeping before we get to that. Uh, The previous episodes, Leonard Lake and Charles Ng fucking tearing it up at the time of recording this. It is on pace to potentially have the best first week numbers of any episode we've done since Armin Maves. Yeah. Armin Maves fucking wrecked it. You yeah. guys love some fucking homosexual German cannibals. <laughs> I'm in the boat with you. I get it. Um, but, but you know, Leonard Lake and Charles Ng is doing fucking fantastic. Y'all are crushing it. Uh, so definitely thank y'all for that. Um, also, everyone who had done, uh, you know, for the five-star super spreader, if you have sent us your address and the picture of your five-star review, all of those stickers are out. They're in the mail. They're, they are in the trustworthy hands of the men and women of our United States Postal Service. So good fucking luck. Uh, I do know Pizza Thighs got hers, and she was a woman of her word, and she sent it with the picture on her ass cheek. Yes, We're not going to share that, obviously, but <laughs> thank you. And Yes, very uh, much thank you. And- I was very surprised when I opened up Messenger. I was like, Hey, that's yeah. cute. Yeah, <laughs> nice ass chick. Yeah, keep going thank with you. it. We'll send you another sticker. Let's see the other cheek. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, definitely those are all out. So remember, if you want to get the exclusive five star super spreader, spread the dread sticker. The only way to do that is to go to Apple Music. We only do it for Apple Music because no other place, all these other podcasting platforms. Even though I don't even use Apple, I use Spotify and Podbean. Well, it's the thing is like they're they're even changing up the name. Like sometimes, depending on if you've had the update or not, it's called Apple Music. But for some people who have the update or the newest iPhone well, or newest Mac, it's just Apple Podcasts. No, we don't I, know what the fuck to call it. No, it's all, it's all supposed to be Apple Podcasts now. But the, that's the only one we can really do them for. 
Um, and you can always, even if you have a PC, you can download, you know, the podcast thing for Apple and leave us a review and we'll send you a free sticker. But we've definitely, we've gotten all those out and we're ready to send out some more once you guys send that over to us. So remember you leave us a five-star review with an actual review on Apple podcast. Make sure to send your address and a screenshot of that to us on Instagram, Facebook Messenger, or spreadthedreadpodcast at gmail.com, and we will send you some free five-star super spreader Spread the Dread stickers. Joe, the donation tiers are up. Yes, they are. With the rewards program. We're not going to fuck around with Patreon because, honestly, like I said, we work and stuff like that. We don't want to promise y'all exclusive shit. They uh, rape artists. Well, Let's yeah, just they, put they, it out there. A, yeah, a they take a shitload yeah, of money from people yeah. who do they it. They financially but, rape anybody. But the benefit, who but the benefit of something like Patreon is you can lock videos or yeah. b- podcasts behind a paywall. We're not that. those people, though. <laughs> we also don't have that kind of time. Exactly. I can't. I can't promise you that if you give me five bucks a month, I'm going to give you a special episode. May not happen. What I can do is give you shout outs, merch, let you pick episodes. So make sure you're following us on Facebook and Instagram. Spread the Dread Podcast, and you can see the donation tiers up there. If you donate, we're fucking very thankful. If you want to keep consuming us for free and not giving a motherfucking cent to us, that's fine. There's a lot of podcasts yep. I do that to myself, so I'd be shitty if I said anything to you. Spread the Dread Shop is up, Joe. Where can they access that from? Oh, spreadthedreadpodcast.com, motherfuckers, and just click on shop, and you'll see all of the new designs up on the website already. Yeah, and we've already had like four or five orders, and for everyone at the time of recording this, um, and probably by the time you hear this, per per our supplier, all of them have uh, been shipped, Mm -hmm. so they should be showing up any day now, and if you ordered any kind of merch from us, or you get the five-star super spreader stickers, or you order stickers, definitely shoot us a picture over on IG so that we can, we can you know, use you Showcase for free. You, yeah, yeah we please. can use you as free models in all of our advertisements yeah. and all Let that other good stuff. Let us pour your images out, please. Yep, you gave us money, <laughs> now we need your likeness. That's the way this is going to work. And again, as we've said many times, you can find all of this stuff at spreadthedreadpodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Spread the Dread Podcast. And of course, you can reach out to us through good old fashioned email at Spread the Dread Podcast at gmail.com. So now, if you follow us on Instagram and Facebook, which you shouldn't, if you're listening to this and you, and you haven't given us money, the least you could fucking do is follow us on Instagram and Facebook. That's fucking free. Yeah. And we don't overpost like a lot of the shit out there. You, no. you're, sometimes we have a people, couple of repetitive ones, but overall, we, we're not going to like inundate you with bullshit. We, yeah, we've gotten messages from people to make sure we're okay. Yeah. Like, that's how little we post sometimes. <laughs> so you're, you're not going to do yourself a big disservice and no. shit like that. We're not putting up pictures of our kids and shit like that. Yeah. We keep it as professional as a podcast that makes jokes about serial killers and has the initials of STD. <laughs> Would take possibly, their certain thing. But yeah. I did put out a video, Joe, because last week we were, we were, we were, it, it, and it was, it was, it was both of us having to be in a, in a hurry to get it up. Shit just ran the way it went to where we were recording last minute and had to get it up. We didn't want to miss the Wednesday deadline for everybody. Normally that's not a problem. I have a pretty OCD pattern when it comes to actually editing the shit. We don't do oh, a lot yeah. of heavy edits. We go, I go in and chop out dead space and fuck you. The rest of it, you're going to yeah. deal with it mispronunciation slurred words yeah we're not yeah no we're we're very transparent absolutely but we did we had something that fucked up with the podcast promo swap now this wasn't well just the promo swap on this one because it's not for a podcast but something fucked up to where there was some dead space i was talking over it and that's not cool but 
because because we're so fucking professional, we don't keep the master files of this shit. Once I chuck it into an MP3, I'm so drunkenly confident that I delete the fucking GarageBand file for the Mac and say, fuck you, it's never going to get better than what I just did. And it finally bit me on my juicy, sweet bubble butt ass last week. And it sucked because we did it to our boy, Ricky Glore. Now, Ricky Glore is an independent filmmaker, I believe... The, the movie he's kickstarting for, which is called All of Your Friends Are Dead, is actually his first feature length. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Um, and me and Joe, well, actually, Joe was the one who found out about him, and she supported his Kickstarter campaign. We gave some money to it, whatever tier it was to make sure we get because a Blu-ray. Because I don't give a shit who you are. You should always try to support indie films if in whatever capacity you can. If that, you I'm can. Just not that. everybody's got the money for a that. follow, that's fine. a share. It doesn't even have to be monetary. Uh, yes. Do whatever you can because indie films get lost in the minutiae. Yes, yes. And so she did that, and uh, we started connecting with them and stuff like that and, and following him. Well, then finally he put up some extra tiers. He had hit all, he's hit all of his goals at this point, I believe, even in his stretch goals. Yes. But he put up some stretch goals and was like looking for – uh, given like four associate producer spots, and then two special people were going to get killed in the credit sequence in the movie. Yeah, well, you found luckily, that, luckily, and you ran out. It was like oh, we well, could yeah. get killed. And luckily, like, because really? Joe had subscribed, had funded the Kickstarter, we got the update email, and immediately I was like, Joe, this is this is like bucket list shit for me and Joe. <laughs> yes. You know, people buy china and silver and stuff like yeah. that to celebrate their anniversaries. Me and Joe are going to be loving nothing more than the fact that we're going to be the two people who yes! get killed in the credits of this movie. All of your friends are dead from Ricky Glore. I forget the other guy. He's not the only guy directing it. He may not be the only guy writing it. I know it's another dude, but we, and I'm sorry to leave you out guy. And he's in the promo swap, oh. but we talked directly to Ricky. That's how we figured it out was from yeah. Ricky's personal Instagram page. Yeah. He's a fucking badass dude. They're still doing some Kickstarter for it right now. If you can go over and support it, you definitely should because you're not only supporting him, but you're actually supporting mine and Johanna's dream <laughs> of getting paid no money or paying someone else money for them to murder us on film. Yes. And that is a dream that will never be satiated. And I'm telling you what, for me and for people like low lives like Joe and I, that is us shooting for the stars. Yeah. And bitch, we ain't landing on the moon. We missed. We're burning up around that star. That's fucking peak time. So I want you to take a second, Dreadheads, really listen to this fucking promo swap from Ricky Glore and um, his upcoming movie, All of Your Friends Are Dead. What if The Breakfast Club grew up to be the big chill and went camping in a Friday the 13th movie? We're not going anywhere. Hi, I'm Ricky Glore. And I'm Nick Hyans. And we're the writers and co-directors of the upcoming indie horror film, currently in production, All Your Friends Are Dead. A large portion of the movie has already been filmed with a fantastic cast and contains some gruesome gore, created by our awesome special effects team. But we need your help to get the film completed. Our minimum goal is $5,000. But we hope to get more than that so we can complete this film in the best way possible. 
Your donation and support will go towards production cost, additional scenes, post-production, and some even more gnarly kills not seen in the trailer. To show your gratitude, we are offering you three perks to choose from. For $20, you're going to get a social media shout-out. For $50, you get that shout-out, as well as your name at the end of the credits. And for $80, bucks, you get that shout-out, name in the credits, and an exclusive to only 100 copies of a Blu-ray of All Your Friends Are Dead. That's right. You get behind-the-scenes footage, deleted scenes, and a commentary track that will only be on this release of the Blu-ray. If you don't want or need a perk and just feel like donating, you can do that too. Please help us reach and surpass our goal and complete the film by donating and sharing this campaign with your friends. While they're still alive. So once again, Dreadheads, that was the promo for the upcoming film, All Your Friends Are Dead, from our buddy Ricky Glore. You should definitely go check him out on Instagram at GloreRicky. It's backwards. Put down the pot, put down the fucking moonshine, meth. I don't know what our people are into. I, there's no depths of depravity I don't imagine my fan base goes to. But put it down. His name is Ricky Glore. You can check him out on Instagram at Glore. That's Gore with an L. G-L-O-R-E. Ricky, R-I-C-K-Y. And you can find links to the Kickstarter there, his Twitter, all that other stuff. You know us. We're IG horse, so I'm going to give you that. But you should definitely check him out. And again, if you can give some funding to it, you absolutely want to do that. He still has some Blu-rays available. So if you're big dreadheads and you want to forever own a physical copy of me and Joe getting hacked up in a post or in a credit sequence of a movie, which will likely never happen again unless we <laughs> give someone the amount of money we gave Ricky Glore to allow him to do that. You will literally only, you'll be buying A, a badass fucking horror movie from a great ass fucking director, but you will also be holding a piece of podcast and cinema history. And if you really fucking hate us, you should definitely donate because then you will have a copy of watching us get what we actually fucking deserve in a film and getting fucking murdered. So again, that's all your friends are dead. Check out at G-L-O-R-E, Glore, Ricky, R-I-C-K-Y, and definitely check that out right now after you finish listening to this episode though so one final thing i want to bring up uh and and me and joe we've already discussed this but definitely want to let y'all know so obviously for a podcast like us the month of october is extremely special oh yeah for people like us is this is our this is our freaking christmas if it wasn't for us having kids october would be our fucking month (laughs) but we have decided that we are going to resurrect fright flick fuck mary kill and make sure that y'all have a brand new Triple FMK every single Sunday for the, the month of October. Yes. Uh, we got this new setup now where we don't really have to maneuver things around. This is no. going to be able to stay this way. We've been wanting to bring it back. But with one key difference, we're going we're gonna to get away from it being so much of a review show like we were doing. Yeah. You guys already listen to us for like an hour and a half to two hours a week already. I... I don't know why y'all even can fucking stand sometimes that. Sometimes you feel like a long fuck. Sometimes you feel like a quickie. These are going to be quickies. We want to give you some quickies. We're not gonna. We're not gonna be doing like breakdowns and shit like that, yeah. like we did on the other ones and stuff. There's plenty of other people that do that, and plenty of them that do it better. So it's we're gonna kind of keep them somewhere between like the ten to fifteen minute range. Just give you our opinions on them and things of that nature. So look out for that starting uh, the first Sunday of October. Uh, you will be getting a triple FMK, a Fright Flick, Fuck, Mary Kill from Spread the Dread podcast for sure 
every week on Sunday in October. So definitely, 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 we want you to be on the lookout for that. So now that all of that is out of the way, Joe, let's get into our episode about, is it Louis or Louis? Louis. Louis. Luis Garavito, La Bestia, The Beast. And I'm going to tell y'all, y'all better hang on to your fucking nipples on this one, y'all. This one is fucking fucked up. Joe, do the bio like only you know how to do. Absolutely. So, Luis Alfredo Garavito Cobillos was born January 25th, 1957 in Genova, Colombia. He's actually still alive and he's currently 64 years old. He is reportedly, well confirmed, 140 to 190 fucking murders. And when I, when, when, sorry, when we were doing the notes, because I did most of the notes on this one, I believe as of right now, there is roughly 189, I think was the last number that I saw most recently that he has actually been convicted of. Yeah, because they found the corpses, correct? Well, he keeps pointing shit out to them. Yeah. They're yeah. still there. And, and they found more than that, but they're still. And that might be the yeah. only reason he's still alive because there's actually 400 plus that have been claimed or that he's, ex- he's actually suggested that he actually murdered. Yeah. And he's the second most confirmed murders in Guinness book of world records, which I got to double check that because, uh, it's Pedro something or other. I, I, He's on our list, but yeah, I know I, who you're talking I, I about. I want to say Pedro Gonzalez, but if I'm wrong, everyone would be like that racist fucking dumbass. <laughs> but I, it's, something, it's something like that, that, but, but it's actually another Colombian who has the number one spot. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's certainly another Latino, a Latin X, whatever the fuck everyone's calling y'all now. Uh, yeah, if you, you know, you know, you know what you're listening to if you, at this point, if you're still hanging around, you get it. Uh, but d- depending on, cause it's, it's all about confirmed and convicted, but I, Louis, Louis may be gaining ground on that one, but, but go ahead now. And so again, y'all, y'all better strap in. I'm telling you, grab your nipples and hold your fucking loved ones tight. Right the fuck now, Joe, let's kick off into the, the early life, the making of La Bestia. Yeah, La Bestia's father was Manuel Antonio Garavito. His biological mother is actually unknown. He was raised by Rosa Delia Cubillos. He was the eldest of seven children. Manuel was a womanizer. That's, that's, that's daddy bestia. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Alcoholic and physically emotionally, and emotionally abusive to Luis and his siblings. Which is, ne- that's, that's a new one. Tried and true. Ne- that's a new yeah, one. You know, tried oh, wow. And somebody, yeah. somebody like to fuck around, drink a lot of alcohol and take it out on his kids. You're definitely going to raise great children there. Man, <laughs> well, may you rot in, uh, what do they call hell? La hell? <laughs> I, don't I don't know what they call it. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I want to. I want to do the typical white boy thing and just add an O at the end of it. But that's that's la hello. Which is, I really don't which know. Is, I'm pretty sure that's how they say hey. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he would often refer to Luis as an imbecile, a bastard, and other insults. But to be Luis- fair, Luis was a bastard, but it was all Manuel's fault. Yeah. So that's like. I mean, you know. Pot meat kettle. I'm so sorry I fucked your mother, but yeah. you're the shithead for yeah. coming out it's of your, her. It's your fault. I didn't mean to get her pregnant. My pullout game was strong, or so I thought. <laughs> yeah, seven kids later. 
Per Luis, though, Manuel would sleep in the bed with him instead of Rosa and would often fondle him as a boy. <laughs> warning, 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 yeah. danger, danger. <laughs> yeah. It was actually suspected that Luis's biological mother was a local prostitute, but this is this has never been proven or confirmed. But again, Manuel was a womanizer. He, uh, even though uh, Luis was raised by Rosa Delia Cubillos, uh, Manuel was still fucking 10 toe and all around. Uh, fucking Genova and shit like that. Tento's gonna creep. You goddamn right. Uh, but but Rosa was considered by Luis to actually be his mother. Rosa was also a local prostitute, and if any kind of history of the people we've researched is to be uh, assumed, it would be assumed that Manuel was still banging other prostitutes and Rosa was still seeing clients. Uh, and we'll get to the notes that prove that. Manuel <laughs> would often beat her because that's the way, you know, people like him show love. And no, I don't mean Latinos, you assholes. You're racist for thinking that. Alcoholics. Well, I'm an alcoholic and, you know, I don't go around just whooping up on prostitutes yeah. and shit like that. And believe me, if we got into a fight, it'd be dead fucking even. Y'all seen the pictures of us, but, uh, Manuel would also force Louise and his siblings to watch Rosa engage with clients. Oh, this is kind of reminiscent of Fred and Rose West. Oh, oh God. Yeah, that fucking shit show. Those fucking UK fuckheads over there. I love you, UK. Parent of the year. God damn, dude. Uh, uh, Manuel would often let Rosa's clients abuse and molest Luis and his siblings. Again, if you if you ding ding ding, yeah. you're a great parent. All of these are just big old red lights. Rosa yeah. was often under the influence of drugs and actually never stopped her children from being harmed in this. So she was fucked up uh, out of her mind. She wasn't doing shit about it. Uh, you know, I would imagine. I don't know. I couldn't find because it said you know Luis was the oldest of seven. Uh, but that Rosa wasn't his biological mom. I don't know. I don't know if Rosa was the biological mother of the other six. I don't know. I'm sure yeah. she was of at least a few of them, but I couldn't track that down. Um, so Joe, we, we get to age 11 with Luis. Yeah. So at this point in his life, he was forbidden to continue attending school and was forced by Manuel, his father, to get a job to support the family. While working for a local drugstore owner, Luis was sexually abused for several years by the man who run the drugstore. In his early teens, Luis would start dissecting birds. Ding, ding, ding. Another yeah. goddamn Animal red flag. Animal torture. Uh-oh. Yep. Oh. He'll grow out of that, I'm sure. Uh, oh, my. It'll be fine. Yeah. Luis also found himself attracted to children and would often fondle his siblings. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, in his early teen years, uh, you know, somewhere between like 12 and 14, uh, Luis was kicked out of his house for attempting to actually rape a local boy. Uh, he was then allowed back, but was kicked out for the final time at age 16 for attempting to rape a six-year-old boy. It's, 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 um, uh, I, go ahead, okay. go ahead. Yeah, Cause yeah, I'm yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. find the word. So you go ahead. Okay. So my thing is, is that you've, you've had two examples of him pushing himself onto uh, prepubescent children. Fair why enough. why is it you're just going to kick him out? I'm sorry. I love my boys, but if I'd already had two incidents of them trying to victimize others, I'd have called the police. I'd have got him at least behind bars or in a fucking psychiatric ward so at least he wouldn't hurt other kids. Uh, but this uh, didn't come through their fucking heads. They're like, oh, fuck it. I, this is a problem I don't want to fucking deal with. I'm just going to fucking kick him out? Well, I mean, maybe it could have been the fact that, I mean, if you think about it, 
it, it would maybe it would, his father didn't think it was a big deal. Well, no, his you know, father's his doing out, the same shit. Yeah. Luis is talking about his dad was sleeping in the bed with him and fondling Fuck, him, you know, him, and you know he was already. physically abusive. He was letting clients of Rosa fuck around with the kids for money and shit like that. So maybe again, as fucked up as it sounds, maybe to Manuel these weren't warning signs. This was just normal for him, which again, we find this so often with people. Like, and I mean, again, you know us. We're not going to excuse what the fuck you do. We, we've, we've all known people who have went through insanely fucked up shit and have persevered. So I, I'm not, we're not saying that, but. You don't have to always take the dark path, but with these situations, it's I mean, always it's, it's, those people who take the dark path. Well, it's almost like, I mean, at this point, like, not like, not can you blame him, but like, does it surprise you that a motherfucker like Louis Garavito fucking showed up with this kind of upbringing? No, like, it doesn't surprise me anymore. How does anybody within like a 50 fucking mile radius fucking get caught off guard by a monster like this? It just is beyond me. And, and it, it also sucks because at some point, and you guys know me, I'm a fucking dickhead. And I'm a proud dickhead. But at some point, you almost kind of, I don't want to say feel bad or feel empathy, but you got to feel something towards Louise because, goddamn, dude, like, how much of a fucking worse start in life could you have gotten? Now, again, we're going to explain what the fuck I'm going to go ahead and divide that, that timber right now. All right, but don't mention what he did. We're saving that. <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah. Because that, I'm whoa. just going to say... That just because, like you said previously, because you went through some fucked up shit doesn't mean that you need to victimize everybody else around you. At some point in time, he should have realized that his actions were negative and something in him said, oh, it's okay. But isn't that something that parents are there for? Is to instill the sense all the to, time. to help. No, no, but 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 gen- generally, that's what they're supposed to be there for. Yeah, is no, to no, no, no. If you direction. have a fucked up childhood, it's a it's a it's a much steeper fucking hill to climb. I'm just saying that this in ground innate fucking person should be able to figure out. Oh, I shouldn't be doing this. Certainly, to, it's just certainly to the feeling in us that oh, I've done something wrong, or this isn't right, or I shouldn't be doing this. This shouldn't be happening to me. That usually gets people caught up, but that person has to make a choice at some point in that timeline. Well, certainly when you think about the 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 extents mm. that Luis Garavito goes to, and we're going to get into those momentarily. But again, I are your nipples still in your hands? They better be in your hands. Take a clenched. breath. Take a breath. We needed. We need another beer. Yes, oh. but hold on to your nipples because I'm not lying about that shit. <laughs> nipples, taint, ball, toes, whatever the fuck makes you feel better. But I like to think you guys are all sitting there rubbing your nipples while doing this. It makes me feel a little happier and the time goes by quicker. So again, just keep hanging on to them nips. So we're all holding on to our fucking nipples. Let's get into adulthood. Yes. So while he was continuing to struggle My with nipples psych- are sore as shit right now. That's how much <laughs> I'm holding on. And I wrote these notes. <laughs> so into his adulthood, continuing to struggle with psychosis. Luis, uh, along with paranoia and depression, he spent much of the 1970s and the 1980s molesting young boys and girls. During this period of time, Garavito also worked as a migrant worker. Yep, just bouncing around. Just did, doing did, his own thing. Diddling, diddling kids, kids, taking what work he could find. Just an honest living in 70s, 80s <laughs> Colombia. <laughs> In 1978, Luis started to attend Alcoholics Anonymous meetings due to his worsening alcoholism. See, this is what I this is where I start to not feel bad because I'm like, all right, you're diddling kids. But in 78, sometime you woke up, you're like, you know what? 
my drinking's got out of control. Maybe he equated his alcoholism to his depravity. Actually, there's an example of that later in. So that's a great thing to bring up because oh, Joe hasn't let, read all these notes. I was about to say, let's bring up that you wrote these notes. I have no, no idea. No, 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 I haven't no, 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 no. But, but, but that's a great thing to bring up is I, th- I think that the drinking, clearly he had a genetic de- uh, predisposition. There you for go. That's it. the yeah, word I was yeah. thinking of. But yeah, no, there, there's an example. Yes. Okay. We're going to get to it, but everyone hold, hold on to your nipples and then hold on to that thought. Joe, keep going. Okay. So while working in uh, Trujillo as a baker, uh, Luis fell in love with a local girl named Claudia and desired to start a family of his own. However, I don't even want to know why he desired that. I, don't, I, I like to think that maybe he was like, oh, if I have others to care for, I'll settle the fuck down. But I hope. And pray he wasn't like fucking Fred West and was like, well, if okay. I, if yeah, I have my, if I have my own, I don't have to go find them. Oh, yeah, well, God you know damn what? It. I spread the however, thick. Uh, however, like <laughs> all of his previous relationships with partners and family, this wouldn't last due to his drinking and, of course, his mental illness that we've already showcased. Yeah, time. that'll have that'll do it right there, man. Now, after losing Claudia. And his job as a baker, Garavito, attempted suicide. This led to five years of Luis going in and out of psychiatric hospitals in Colombia. Now, I don't know what all he was confessing to in there. Because, again, at this point, keep in mind, Luis Garavito is the second highest body count murderer in Guinness World Record history. But I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> That's a big sneeze. <laughs> I hope it didn't come through our crisp, clear mics, but I, it did. I totally, I, I'm sure it Your did. Your big ass fucking Anglo I nose. I do. I do. I got a. I got a white boy fucking honker, bro. I got a. I got a nose like a Caesar. Uh, but, um, so I, I don't know what all he was saying to these psychiatrists and shit when he was going in there. But you gotta wonder, like. How did none of them event? Because, I mean, obviously, I know we, we talked about this before, that you can check yourself in, but you can't always check yourself out. No, depending on your symptoms. Right. So yeah. I want to know for five years, how many times did he go in? They were like, he's fine. He's going <laughs> to, he told me he's not going to drink anymore. We're good. <laughs> or, you know, like, I don't know what Colombian psychiatric health care was like at that time, but this seems like he should, a lot of people dropped the ball here. But honestly, according to your notes, he only claimed he was depressed and had, quote, malicious voices in his head yeah but isn't that what quote, like being schizo or something but that doesn't mean that you necessarily have to be you know like that you're a danger you don't have to be confined okay we're uh, gonna put you on some medications here some outpatient therapy we'll work through it they he hasn't alluded to any kind of crimes he's committed in his youth or his adolescence anything like that well, that's so. what i said i don't i don't no one's gonna know what all he fucking said to yeah. him you know but it just feels like at some point he would have let something slip and I'm someone would have been like i don't think ah. columbia was making great notes at this point in time they were just like you need to if you would chew more coke leaves you'd be fine they take care of headaches thoughts of molestation alcohol abuse just all that just chew on them. that's their health care plan down there and still is to this day so columbia's health care system failed him and yeah. as of the 1980s came as an american end, i could never imagine a health care <laughs> system failing someone that's never happened in in my life columbia for shame shame <laughs> shame shame so as the 1980s came to an end Luis was molesting a child at least once a month. Let and, that fucking sink in. Well, and there they, was at least one child a month having to be fondled 
by this fucking monster. Right, and, they, and we're talking new kids and stuff like that. I mean, he, you know, he's not returning to the well because, again, he's a migrant worker. He's kind of just bouncing around these parts of Colombia and stuff like that. Uh, but by this time, Joe, he was only molesting boys and it had pretty much lost almost all attraction to females in total. Um, it is also at this time that Garavito, Joe... And here's where we start getting to it, everyone. I hope them nipples are nice and red and being clenched. It was at this time that Garavito started to escalate the molestation into actually torturing the boys as well. We're still, he's still not murdering them. Luis would actually use, Joe, the same methods, or a lot of the same methods that were performed on him when he was actually a child. Oh, yeah. No, that, that actually makes perfect, sen- uh, perfect sense. Yeah, you're doing what you know. Yep. Uh, so after molesting and torturing the children, he would write their name in a blue notebook and pray for them while beating himself in the chest. Now, so this is, is this ca- like a penance thing, maybe? Yeah, this is Catholicism. Oh. This is fucking Catholicism. And I'm saying that from... Do they practice Catholicism a lot in Latino communities? <laughs> Yes. Oh, I didn't and know. And unfortunately, I'm the teasing, Philippines I'm too. Oh, yes. Well, yeah. y'all got that Spanish influence until yep. Lapu Lapu fucking... Who is, it, who is it he took care of? <laughs> oh, God. It was a Spanish Magellan. guy. Magellan. Magellan. Yeah, yeah there we said, go. Get Magellan. the fuck out of here, motherfucker. I, I, need, I need a second. But no, this actually makes a lot of sense because he's just trying to replicate the crimes that were com- committed against him. And he's trying to find control in the situations where he felt out of control. So it makes a lot of a lot of sense for him to replicate that over and over again. So There's that, that he bachelor's could... in psychology fucking <laughs> just fucking <laughs> taking this show up a notch. I love it. <laughs> But yeah, no, so he would like, like John just said, you know, he would use the same methods, but he would even, the the fact that he would even pray for them lends it lends credence to that Catholicism in some weird way was really important to his upbringing. And so he still felt like he needed to pay some kind of penance for the sins that he's committed. So he knows what has happened to him is not correct. What he's doing to others is not correct, but his only circumvent is to do an, another, another fail safe. However, I'm just going to pray. However, that, that wouldn't last long either, Joe, because not too long after this whole thing was going on with him really, you know, mm. catching kind of a groove. I just read not, the notes. God not damn. To be, not to be sick uh, with molestation. He started to develop a fascination with esoteric study, tarot, and Satanism. Now, for those out there who are, are like me and did not know what esoteric study meant, that's actually concerning the right hand and left hand path of magic. You you know, everyone out there believes that there's good magic and bad magic. Oh, uh, light some magic reason, and dark magic. Left-handed people are evil. Uh, yeah, well, yep. exactly. It which has is very deep roots. Well, yeah, all that shit. So he was getting into that. Uh, also, Louis Garavito, Joe, he actually found kind of a, uh, you know, kind of like a not a not a mentor, but you know, kind of like an idol, someone to look up to. God uh, damn, really fucking Adolf Hitler? Yeah, God, he, he developed an undying passion for Adolf Hitler uh. after reading Mein Kampf. Just lets you know that it's not just backwoods, redneck, skinhead, white boys that look kind of like and me. he found it very influential. Are you shitting me? No, he found it very Adolf influential. Adolf Hitler would have fucking hated him because he was of brown descent. Well, we say that, but if you're like me and don't believe Hitler killed himself, <laughs> he went and hid out in Argentina, and that was full of a lot of not-white folks. So, yeah, uh, you know, Hitler, Hitler did what he had to do to get by. But Garavito loved the idea of the concentration camps, and really thought the mass graves were fascinating in an ingenious way for Hitler to handle his stuff. 
I feel that's a big fucking premonition because of the little bit I know about him. Oh, yes, again. <laughs> yes, you are absolutely right. And let's get into that right goddamn now. And that brings us to when the murders begin. Yes, yes. Up until this point, Garavito has not killed anybody. No, he's just been piddling kids and doing his own thing and yeah. torturing, but no confirmed deaths. So on October 2nd, 1992, Luis Garavito murdered his first victim a 13-year-old boy named Juan Carlos in the town of um, Jamundi. Jamundi, Jamundi, something Jam- like that. I think that's Jamundi. If we have any Colombian listeners, feel free to straighten us out on Instagram, Facebook. Or Wamundi. So Juan Carlos was spotted walking around a bazaar that Garavito had been drinking in. Yep. He followed the boy and bought um, synthetic rope and a butcher knife in the bazaar while stalking him. He approached Juan Carlos and offered him work in exchange for several hundreds of pesos. I don't think it was worth it, but hey. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, he was targeting certain kids. I know. know, And we're going to get into how that breaks down in just a little bit. But yeah, go right ahead. Go ahead. So he followed the boy. Like I said, uh, he approached Juan Carlos and offered him work in exchange for several hundred pesos. He followed Luis Garavito to a remote area near a local railroad. So Juan Carlos followed Garavito. Now, upon finding Juan Carlos's body, which I may, I want to, I want to say the bodies were not none of the bodies that we're going to talk about. Which is there's only going to be two. Because then the motherfucker goes lit, and we ain't got victims to break down like most of. Again, we're talking about a guy who's got like in the 180s now of confirmed kills. We don't have a lot to break down. Uh, but when we talk about this, this was all found a few years later. Uh, mm. But go ahead when, about when they, when they found Juan Carlos's bodies. Yeah, so authorities said his front teeth were knocked out. He had severe cuts in his rectum and throat, and that his genitals had been cut off. Yep. So... I'm going to just say this outright. There's actually a lot of hatred towards the male anatomy and the things that he went through that he was actually working out on this kid's so, fucking so, body. So you think him doing that was almost like being, a sh- he was like ashamed of what he was into? No, he was taking out aggression on the shit that happened to him. Ah. And he was aggressively taking it out on somebody else. Gotcha. Okay, continue, yeah. continue. So Murder six, number two. Yeah, so just six days later, while traveling to Trujillo, to see his sister, Esther, Luis Garavito murdered again, a 12-year-old boy named Jihon Yahon Alexander um, Penaranda in Tula. Tulua. Tulua. Yeah. Uh, Garavito tried to claim his... No, he tried to calm. Oh. I... Yeah, this is where we come in. He tried to calm his so urge to kill. So we're both a few. I don't know how many beers were, we're in at this it's point. It's fine. Yeah, so he tried to calm his urge to kill by consuming a lot of brandy. But it did not help. Yes, Garavito was fond of brandy. Because calming urges, you're going to do that with alcohol. No, no, <laughs> no. If all of us have learned, it, it, just, it just expands your urge. Our urge is to record fucked up podcasts. So we drink and we record fucked up podcasts. His so, urge was to fuck, fucking rape, torture, and kill little boys. And the, the fucking alcohol just gave him the courage. To make feel better about the shit that happened to him. But yep. nonetheless, after these two murders... Garavito began killing compulsively and very often. He would target mostly boys between the ages of 6 to 13 that were homeless, peasants, or orphans. Because so, I w- and I want to remind everyone to keep this in mind. Garavito was only an active murderer. 
from late 92 until 1999. Oh, so in the span shit. of what, seven, six yeah. and a half, seven years, he racked up a confirmed body count of almost 200 children. That's sickening. So yeah, when we say compulsively and often, we fucking mean that in all motherfucking caps. And this should be a prelude to saying that that's the reason why we should protect our homeless. That's why we should protect our orphans because Absolutely. they are the most fucking vulnerable Absolutely. people in our society. But a lot of people don't. No, no. But so Garavito, like I said, as Joe said, he liked them between the ages of six and thirteen, mostly boys. They they ended up did finding a couple of girl bodies and actually a few bodies of people that were older, but they suspected that when he did this, it was because he suspected or knew uh, that they had witnessed something he had done. So that was the only reason. There was no passion to it. It was mostly to kind of cover his tracks. But he would approach the boys and lure them with promises of food or candy uh, money or our job, or sorry, not our job, odd jobs. Uh, Luis favored lighter skinned boys, so he was a racist. Uh, no, I'm uh, with colored eyes, and he actually knew certain areas around there where those boys were more prominent due to genetic makeup, so he knew where to find them. Uh, Garvito would often wear disguises such as that of a priest or a farmer or a street vendor or a school teacher or a grandfather, et cetera, et cetera, disguises that would easily gain the trust of the kids or would make the kids actually believe that he had spare money and Fucking work to asshole. give them. So yeah, he's definitely, he's premeditating the fuck out of this. Yeah. And he was switching disguises very often. So that the people around were none the wiser and things of that nature. So, yeah, this dude was not, these were not crimes of passion. This was him thinking this shit through. He had a fucking bloodlust and fucking needed it, Joe. Uh, Garavito would have the child follow him out of the crowded towns and areas where he would, you know, originally uh, meet up with them and, and talk to them. And he would have them basically walk away to wherever he was telling them they were going. Until the kids would reach the point of exhaustion and it would make them easier to handle. Oh, God damn. Are you shitting me? Did so you he, read ahead? Yeah. Oh, he would start by This buying. is This is once the nipple clip. Yeah. Hang yeah, on. Yeah, God Hang on. damn it. This is fucked. So once they were exhausted, he would start by binding their hands and removing their clothes. He'd then proceed to rape and torture these young boys. And due to having a, quote, pact with the devil, Garavita would often include satanic rituals in the process. So he not only... Oh, fuck, man. This is, this is so fucking soul-crushing. So he took the vulnerability of a child, the, the ideology of a child, being like, this type of person you should be able to trust. He used that against them. and did well, He also used their poverty he... against them, too. Their desperation, yeah. their hunger, their, their poverty, hope. their situation. No, it, it's yeah. not even that. It's a hope yeah, of the a hope. better life. Oh, oh this, guy's gonna give me, this guy's going to give me 300 pesos to do whatever fucking thing I need to do for him real quick. Yeah. You know, I'm going to take I'm this gonna, back. I'm going to take this back to my family. I'm going to help my family yep. out. I'll do whatever it takes. Like I want to be... A, a savior for my family and he used it against them like that is so fucking heartbreaking the boys would experience a prolonged and rape torture mm. uh, rape and torture session with garavito garavito often 
was fond of stabbing their hands, feet, and buttocks with a screwdriver. Uh, teeth would often be knocked out of the boys, and sharpened objects would be forced into the boys' anuses. Uh, their genitals and testicles would often be cut off and actually inserted into the boys' mouths while they were still alive and the raping and torturing was still going on. He would often burn them with lighters, stomp on them, and the bodies were found to have several severe cuts to their backs, bellies, and their throats. Some of the boys, it was even discovered, were actually still being sexually oh, abused oh, while, he, while their intestines were actually coming out of their body due to the severe cuts he would leave them with. Garavito would ultimately find his climax while decapitating the children or slitting their throats while they were still alive oh. and during the process of this. And, of course, to cap it all off with the fucked up cherry on top, necrophilia was often also performed on the corpses of these boys as well. So you're probably asking yourselves, like I did, with the amount of kids, you know, we're, we're talking confirmed almost 200, admitted to almost 400 plus. How the fuck did he get away with it for six and a half, seven years? And no one knew. Well, if you know anything about Colombia during this time, there was a long-going civil war, and many of the children uh, roamed the streets that were actually, you know, right in that wheelhouse of what Luis Garavito wanted. So he took advantage of a segment of his population for his depravity. Technically, yeah. I mean, if you think about, if you think about Garavito's childhood, it was the perfect storm to make someone like Luis Garavito. Exactly. Yeah. But then you had a perfect storm that also met up with a political, cultural, uh, uh, culture or whatever perfect storm as well. So you got perfect storm upon perfect storm here where someone like Garavito could thrive at this time due to the political upheaval, all the poverty that was going on. So, I mean, you Anytime literally... there's a political upheaval, there's usually like money not being exchanged with the majority of the population. So that leaves a majority of the population vulnerable. Well, yeah, and well, unfortunately, you... the most vulnerable are children. Well, yeah, I mean, you got kids whose parents are either dead from the Civil War, they're all fighting it, or just mm -hmm. times are fucking or, tough. Yeah, they're street right, they're kids just, in general. Yep, struggling. Uh, but the massive amounts of disappearing children often went unnoticed because of this, and, and, and a lot of times reports were never even filed because there was no parents to file the fucking reports. Oh, These were street kids. They didn't have any family to even notice that they were missing. However, unlucky or luckily enough, luckily in hindsight, because God fucking knows, he would have never stopped. No. Nobody like this would have ever fucking stopped. Suspicions did arise when clusters of dead bodies mm. started being found. In 1997. Yeah. God damn it. Police yeah. discovered a mass grave of more than 41 children in Paria. The graves often had empty bottles of brandy and lubricant. Yes, he, there um, were. That makes my stomach turn. Yeah, there was more than one, but the first mass grave they found about this was, was in, per, how do you say that again? Uh, uh, Perilla, uh, whatever. Perilla. Uh, yeah, in 97, that Joe said it better than me. Yeah, it was, it was more than 41 children in there. Oh, and yeah, he had left yeah. behind empty bottles of in, what they said in all the articles, very cheap brandy. And yes, bottles of lubricant. Um, 
due to these discoveries and the brutality of what had been done to these children, a massive investigation began for a killer called, quote, La Bestia or The Beast. Yes. And after killing a victim one evening, Guerrero passed out in a sugarcane field with a lit cigarette and caught the field on fire. Which we could take a moment to, to, to you know, imagine Louis Garavito. Don't think about what he did, but just imagine a dude fucking drunkenly passing out in sugarcane field with a lit cigarette and then waking up to the field being on fire and parts of himself being on fire and put in like the Benny Hill music yeah. or the Benny Hinn music. That <laughs> and he finds himself badly burned and yes. left behind his glasses, shoes, money, I'm sorry, money and underwear. Yeah. They also found receipts, I guess, for some shit he had purchased and a note that actually contained Garavito's then-girlfriend's address. I, I, I don't know if he, was, he had a girlfriend because of the cover, because, again, we, we've, we've established he was pretty much not into women at all. Uh, you know, I guess maybe if the mood struck him, or again, maybe he just needed a place to go hide out for a little bit, so he was doing that, or he was trying to live a somewhat publicly normal life to, to avoid suspicion, but they did find that. Now, Joe... Tell us now. This is a key thing here. Tell yeah. us about this these. Is actually these actually pretty decent forensics. These glasses is what are that he left behind is ultimately what oh, fucked uh, him up. Yeah, no, a few things. So because of the prescription in his glasses, authorities now knew they were looking for a middle-aged man with an astigmatism with astigmatism in his left eye. Yep. But on top of that, his shoes also showed that he walked with a, pr- a prominent limp and was between 163 and 167 centimeters tall. Yeah, so there was, there was, I couldn't find exactly what had happened, but he had had some sort of a, a falling accident. Like, it, I couldn't God find. God knows what would have happened right. in him as youth. Well, and I, and I couldn't even nail down exactly when it had happened. It was certainly like after he had already left home and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But he did have a noticeable limp from a previous, from the best I could ascertain, a falling incident. Uh, out of some heights, like a second or third, so probably doing some kind of various migrant work or something. Yeah. So he did have a noticeable limp, and they were able to tell that from the shoes and his height. Now, a local sex offender named uh, Pedro Pablo uh, Ramirez Garcia was arrested but was let go as as more murders were committed while he was in custody. Apparently, this so guy he, also he had a prominent got, limp. Like, yeah, I, so I he kind of like, got, you know, he kind of got off because, oh, shit, there's, still, there's things still going on, but you're in custody. So, all good. He's fine. But after finally finding Garavito's girlfriend, police were told... She had not seen Luis in months, but she did hand over a suitcase he had left. Yeah. Now, this is fucked up, y'all. Yeah. This suitcase contained pictures of young boys, a journal detailing the murders, and tallies of the victims and bills. So, boom. He, he's already fucking, uh, what do you... What do you call it? Attached. Oh yeah, Attached. they got they got him basically dead to rights at this point. If they can just fu- yes. they got they just got to link him. You got to find this fucker. Yep, and you got you and still grill his ass. You still got to link him because you got journals yeah. and stuff like that. But the the we all know it comes down to the fucking DNA. Mm-hmm. The DNA will fucking handle it if they can get it, and they got to find Garavito to get it. Now, this doesn't actually lead us into his arrest. Nothing that has been found out up to this point 
actually leads to his arrest. Now, on April 22nd, 1999, Guerrero was arrested for the attempted rape of a 12-year-old boy that was thwarted by another boy who was 16 who was nearby. Yeah, so uh, per the story, the 16-year-old was out there like smoking some weed or some shit like that, was close enough to hear it going on. And actually started chucking rocks at Garavito to get him off the boy. And then him and this 12-year-old were able to escape Garavito and make it back into town to report it. Oh, fucking hell. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. So, he, he and, and again, like I said, it's, it's fitting the bill because they've got all this stuff that's definitely enough for them to at least bring him in for questioning, but they got to fucking find the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And I'm about to say and his then boom, actions. And he, he, he lets yeah. them find him. Yep, yep. So his actions up. was the reason why he was suspected of being La Bestia, but insisted he was innocent. Now, yep. Then this is after he's been arrested and he was being interrogated. They were trying to get that out of him and he was like, no, 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 totally not me. I'm innocent of that yeah, shit. Yeah, but luckily, 1999, Garavito, uh, obviously he, using DNA from his pillow in his cell, the police were able to prove that Garavita was in fact the killer of these children that were, I guess, presumably found in that mass grave, correct? By this point, the first one was found in 97. I could not tie down exactly the the timeline of when they were finding the other mass graves, but there was more than one because they were finding clusters, you know, two, three, four, five, six kids here and there before he started doing, I guess, what he... I don't mean to make this, this is poor choice of words, but before he would find a hot spot mm. that he could really use and had like a place where he could dump multiples in that area. But there was more than one mass grave found. Oh, they're still, I about to say, I thought they were still trying to find them, but. Well, he, he led them to a few more. Yeah, yeah, even exactly. After everything was all, out and about. Yeah, so. But when he was presented with this evidence, Guerrero confessed to mur- murdering nearly 140 children but was charged with 172 at this point in time. Yep. He was convicted of 138 murders with the rest still pending and ongoing. That le- le- that lends credence to the fact that, yes, they connect him with a few. Yes, his book may have had some details, but he is still giving over more evidence at this time. Well, they're still trying to link him because, I mean, I, I, I would imagine. I don't know, honestly, at this point. I mean, we're, we're talking about 2021, and they started finding bodies in 99. 95, 96, well, 97. Yeah, he was arrested yeah. in 99. They found yeah, the, mass, the first mass right grave in 97. Yeah. So I don't even know how well... The evidence holds up over that amount of time. You may know a little bit more about that if they can preserve the evidence and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, there's ways of doing it, especially like once, but like for a uh, uh, forensic uh, capability or forensic science uh, came to fruition with being able to preserve things. Like yeah, it's gotten a lot better than the last like thirty years. So so again, they may be done at this point. They may be like, look at this point. There's and and again, we you know, and this isn't indicative of any specific country. We know a lot of the time. It, it, a guy we haven't covered here, but if you're well enough uh, versed in true crime, you know about Henry Lee Lucas. Yeah. You know, the guy did commit a lot of murders, but they've they've used or they used him to pin a lot more that there was very just at best mm-hmm. circumstantial evidence to do it to clear a lot of murders off their books. So at this point, they may just be like, look, we can't get any more convictions because <laughs> Joe. This has got to be the most outrageous fucking sentencing amount yeah. I've ever heard in my life. How long was Louis Garavito sentenced for? 
1,853 years and nine days in prison. I love the nine days. <laughs> For some reason, that just fucking tickled me a little bit when I saw that. But, however, Colombian law Here's limits where it, prison yes, terms yes. to 40 years and Garavito's sentence was, oh my God, reduced to only 22 years because of his assistance of finding his victims' bodies. Yes. Garavito is currently being held in a maximum security prison in Valle du Parc. Valle du Parc. Valle du Parc. Colombia. He is kept away from the other prisoners who would likely kill him immediately. I would love for him to take Kudos a wrong turn. Fuckers. Yep. Please, please, yes. Louis, take yeah. a wrong turn one oh, day. Oh, but while he's in prison, he's studying to become a politician and hopes to enter office and help abuse children. Which lets you know, oh, like, bravo, uh, this, goddamn this, clap this dude is you. clearly out of his fucking mind. Yes. If he thinks that, I don't give a shit what country, no one's going to allow you to even scoop up dog shit out of a out of a government building parking lot at this point. But don't worry, dreadheads. He's actually currently suffering from eye cancer and often leaves or that leaves him very weak because it requires daily blood transfusions. Cut him off. Just cut him off and let him fucking go. Just but scoop that's what those that's fuckers out. But that's what makes me think that maybe he's still giving them shit. Like maybe he's still giving them something cuz otherwise why the fuck would you keep a guy I, Again, I don't know about Colombian laws. Clearly if 40 years is the maximum sentencing, I'm guessing they don't have the death penalty. But why the fuck would you reduce it? Okay. I, I'm 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 willing to jump into that. I would just like to cap this off with the fact that he spends most of his days making handcuffs and jewelry while in the medical unit of his current prison. Yep. So let's go ahead and do that deep dive. The yep. reason why he's being kept alive more than likely, and it's the same reason why some people are actually kept alive in the American fucking judicial system, is because there is a possibility for more funding. So if you think about it, if there's like 600 fucking people that are missing or presumed dead in your jurisdiction, whatever, however big that is, if you can tie more people to those deaths or a hit to more of those deaths that means you have a more of a percentage of closed cases that means that your jurisdiction gets more money that means that you get a pay bump so i personally feel this is about money that's the only reason why a fucking horrible person like Garavito is still fucking alive is because somebody is lining their fucking pockets hoping that their jurisdiction get garners more fucking um money from more arrests, or well, for, I'm uh, um, sorry, not arrests, but for more convictions on him. Well, and the fucked up thing of it is, Joe and Dreadhead's listening. He was arrested in 99 and given 22 years in prison when he was finally sentenced. He is actually eligible for parole in 2023. Yeah. Now, I don't know what Columbia is going to do about that. I can't for the life of me imagine that they're going to let him go. I don't see that happening. I really don't. As fucked up and corrupt as governments are all over the fucking world, I just don't see that. But God knows. You know what? I'll put this out there. If he is released... You know somebody's gonna be waiting in the fucking wings. Well, to take that's his the other. That's the other thing out. too. So I'd almost be willing. Instead, if if your fucking judicial system isn't gonna put this fucker to death in like a horrible fucking manner, no, fuck it, release him out. Let every fucking family member that he supposedly has already connected himself to that they got that he killed and did what he did to them. Oh, let him fucking know. 
Because I hope to God they torture him. They clean him up. Torture him some more. Make sure that he fucking lives through that shit. I hope to God they have a goddamn medical degree. And make that shit fucking just extend the hell out. I mean. Fuck this son of a no, bitch. No, no. This this guy is a is like, literally fucking. Madre. It, this dude is literally subhuman fucking piece of shit. So yes. we'll see. I don't I mean- give a shit what he went through. At some point in his fucking life, that's the reason why he put himself in a uh, try put himself into a psychiatric hospital. He knew what the fuck was going through his head was fucked up and depraved. He knew the shit that he wanted to do and the shit that he had already committed was fucking depraved. And he continued fucking doing it anyways. Continue trying to drink it away. No, this son of a bitch deserves to fucking be raped by fucking horses from now until the <laughs> day he fucking dies. Fuck this son of a bitch. Well, see, then th- there's an interesting point there. Was he using? the alcohol to try to curb his desires or was he using the alcohol as an excuse to commit the desires because again in all of them maybe i'm asking just in general as something to think about because again this is this is honestly probably outside of the triple f the triple fmks it's like our shortest episode and the reason being is that I mean, you're talking about Columbia, you know, during the... But the, say it the, might not be the shortest episode if you give me another beer. Well, <laughs> f- fair play, but but there's also not a lot of victim breakdown to go into because, again, you got the first two, and then he just he just goes fucking ballistic. So there's not a lot of names. There's not. I mean, he I'm goes sure, ham out of opportunity. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm sure you could find... I mean, there was a few where there was, like, maybe some victims' names listed, but it was kind of the same thing over and over. You know what I'm saying? He just kept preying on the innocent and the 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 needy and kept doing this shit. The biggest reason why I wanted and well both of us wanted to do this episode on Luis Garavito was A, we had never heard of him, and he's got, as of right now, the second highest confirmed body count in human history, modern human history. Yeah, that's how that Pedro dude that I can't remember. Yeah, and, we'll, and we're gonna get to him eventually too. And if I'm not mistaken, his shit was kids too, which is just as fucking Ugh. gross. But believe me, it doesn't get any or actually it gets a lot worse even than this. Oh yeah. Well it even with less body count, there's just, yeah, there's... There, there's some horrible shit on our list, actually. Yeah, there really is. But with, with Garavito, there's there's not a lot of big-time details, and I think... And we haven't started doing the research on that Pedro cat yet who holds the number one spot, but I would assume it's probably going to be about the same there mm-hmm. because you're just dealing... At that point, you're dealing with quantity, not quality. And I, I don't mean that in a shitty way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's not going to be... When, you call, when you're talking about quality, you're talking about like quality of uh, evidence exactly, and Exactly, and, and details and information yeah. about it. You know, when someone kills seven people, yes, they're still considered a serial killer, but you can get a lot more detail about those seven killings than if someone kills 180 people. Oh, yeah, same as Pee Wee Gaskins. You know, when we talk about him, like, he's he doesn't have a high number, but he's able to recall so much, and he talks so fucking much detail about the what the fuck he did well, like then there's I, still I get the it. idea like it was peewee telling the truth or embellishing it for notoriety and all that other stuff which again a great episode that did fucking and gangbuster that honestly, numbers yeah but i say in, in, in all honesty what about garavito maybe well, because he had already been found out about so many he's like fuck it uh, you you guys already have my book. I don't know. Maybe that was one of them. I was on a drunken fucking rampage for like the last like you know forty five days before you guys picked me up. Uh, maybe maybe that one. Maybe that one. Maybe that. The, like maybe he the, was embellishing it because he couldn't remember. And again, that is still his fault. I will say this though, Luis Garavito 
was, and again, this is why he got 18 years knocked off his fucking sentence for, to, in my opinion, for no goddamn reason. But he was actually showing and telling them where to find the other graves. So at that point, that leads why credence it, to it. Why are we going to reward somebody for showing us grace for crimes they've already committed? Well, because are it, you but, but, fucking shitting me? Because, but but then it goes back to your point. They they can put more cases to rest. It looks good for them, and I would say, I mean, I well, I hope to God, and I hope, I really hope that they. I shouldn't say hope to God, but um, I hope somebody in the Colombian fucking judicial systems, like, hey, I had this one really fucked up and depraved case. Let's put this one on a back burner. Let him find that body. We're not gonna, you know, excommunicate any part of his sentence for this one. I want to try him on this one and keep his ass behind bars. Well, I, and if they haven't thought about that, fuckers get a goddamn clue. Well, I, I, I propose this question to you, though. Everything Garavito's done has been done. There is no going back. There is yeah. no taking it away. Is he a more valuable asset to forensic pathology, to criminology, to just local governments and stuff as a live asset that you can still pick his brain. I want to answer that. God damn it. Fuck you. Yes, he is. But he, it he doesn't is. make me feel good. It's it doesn't. The, no, it doesn't. I, I get doesn't. his value, but that value should not mean that the his victims shouldn't have any goddamn justice. But the, you know as there well as I do. There has to be some kind of balancing. Know, but you know as well as I do, even if you take some of the most third world countries in modernity with their methods of execution, they're doing what? Firing squad, beheading. Beheading, it's over with in a matter of seconds. Firing That's why squad I want him raped by horses. But they're not going to do that. You <laughs> know, know that. I get that. But I will say this. When you when you're like, oh, well, it, it, it's, is it worth science to have him around? What happened to his youngest victim? Uh, what happened to the victim that lasted the longest, that lived the longest? But nobody, ever, the pain that that child, that child went through. Is it worth your fucking science? No, it's not. But it's okay. But the only other outcome is you hang him or you behead him or you firing squad or lethal inject him or you electrocute him. That's still not going to stack up to no. even the least amount that he did to the kids. So if you're st- in that instance, you're still not technically getting justice. You may be getting justice, but you're not getting revenge. So, and what you're talking about is revenge, and I'm not. I'm not against revenge. You know me. We. I, I wasn't going to say revenge. I wasn't going to say revenge. I was going to say, how about find- comeuppance? Also means revenge. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say find the biggest fucking cock out in that yard. Put that as his his, his cellmate. Make sure that he has 24-hour, like, medical supervision. Make sure he gets raped as often and as wonderfully possible as old dude can get it up. To which, to which I'm going to play even further. I'm going to play even further devil's advocate. And, and then we're going to cut him loose. I and cut and, and cut more of Bubba's, uh, Bubba's stay off. Just saying. Go reward him for, for molesting Garavito. And raping Garavito, yeah. But, fucking right. So, does that still equate, though? Because you're talking about doing this to a man in his late 50s and early 60s and he cut down children in their fucking prime before they even... You're talking six, seven, eight-year-olds. Mm-hmm. It still doesn't equate. So at that point, if it's never going to equal out... I, and I'm not, and I'm not Ooh, saying you're wrong. I'm not saying I disagree with you either. I just wanted to play the devil's advocate because this natural light's got me feeling smart about myself. <laughs> and, 
I've got my legs crossed and everything right now. Natural light and feeling intelligent should never end up in the same sentence. Everybody who everybody who (laughs) listens to this podcast knows what to expect from me, and it's not much. But I'm gonna say I'm tit for tat, motherfucker. I'm I'm drink I'm drinking the same natty life. Yeah, but so. you have like papers and stuff that say you're smarter than me, and and I and my own self admittance that you're smarter than me. <laughs> but that's where I and, and again, like I said, I, this is just food for thought, and, I, and we're and we're only rambling here at the end because usually we're we're trying to hurry up and get through everything to try to leave you guys with like only an hour and a half to handle us because god knows we got to be fucking grading on your goddamn nerves we're great on small doses (laughs) right right you know and but 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 again you know we're we're barely over an hour here so i just you know i just wanted to bring that up and and again that's it's honestly i'm it's 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 everything i'm proposing is a catch-22 there is no right or wrong answer if you say that joe's right for wanting him to be fucking raped the rest of his life i'm not saying you're wrong but at the end of the day, we all have to agree that nothing is ever... And Louis Garavito can never repay his debt to society. No, honestly, and I do agree with that because we have two boys. We have two boys. Part all right, of his- be, be, be careful here because I don't want to start crying and <laughs> I don't want to tear up this brand new nice studio area. <laughs> but no, I, I think about that. I'm like, I don't think... If my boys had ever went through what some of these boys ever went through, oh. if if what I would even want right now for Gettervie to experience would ever be enough penance, it never fucking would be. Yeah. It wouldn't. No, no. I, 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 I can't even, I don't even know what these parents went through if they knew they even fucking went through it because of the, the times and tribulations of their country. But I would hope that... I could maybe get past it if I knew he had, I don't know, fell to the wayside and had some dark shit happen to him. But I don't think it would be enough penance. I don't think it would be. So, all right, let's let's take off our our <laughs> let's get off our soapboxes, Joe. Everyone, ex- and get off of this stuff. I I enjoyed that little dive. We normally don't have time to do shit like yeah. that. So. But I don't want people thinking that we're smarter than we actually are. And we got a good thing going. People are buying T-shirts and sending us money thinking we're drunken idiots who are talking about this shit. And I don't want to stop that tiny miniature. They Give them money. Yeah. I don't want to stop that tiny miniature fucking train, gravy train from rolling. So that was the episode on Louis Garvito. La Bestia, the Beast of Colombia. We hope you enjoyed it again. Yes. Because of the amount of victims, there's not as much stuff to really dive into there. So that's why we, you know, give a little ramble there at the end about the ways of doing that. We hope y'all enjoyed that. Um, make sure, Joe, where should they be going for all of their Spread the Dread needs? Spreadthedreadpodcast.com, motherfuckers. What are they going to find there, Joe? Oh, direct links to the most popular social media, as, as well as our donation tiers, YouTube, bitch. I don't always, I Podcast always apps, all that yeah, stuff. It's all, all right there. Shit. And there's a Podbean player. They host us and everything. There's our a Podbean merch player store is there. there. Merch store is there. The donation setup is there yes. for you to handle all of that. And of course, just if you, know if you go to the website, you will find everything you need to find out about us and what you want to do. Yep. That's, that's and, the best we can detail it. And as. that is spreadthedreadpodcast.com. Of course, you can check us out on Instagram and Facebook, our favorites, IG, uh, at spreadthedreadpodcast. You can email us at spreadthedreadpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we, we should have the list for the next three episodes coming up soon. Uh, later this week, maybe in a in a day or two. Hell, we may have had it up before this even airs because we're about forty eight <laughs> hours before this will actually go up. Yeah. Um, and then of course remember, 
October, we're going to be bringing that Ooh, motherfucking what? dread like only your John and your Joe can Spread do. Spread it on thick. Yes. New episodes every Wednesday like normal, but we're going to revive Fuck, uh, Fright Flick, Fuck, Mary Kill. Every Sunday of October, you're going to get a brand new ones of those in a shorter format that we're going to be trying out. And trust me, bitches, we're not going to revisit. We're not going to review Halloween 1. We're not going to review Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. We're not going to review. We're not going to do the Halloween theme shit. No. We bring the dread, motherfucker. So you Good better shit. you better really hang on to your fucking tits when you get ready for these because we're going to bring you some fucking wicked dank dark ass fucking movies that you may have not even ever fucking heard of because you know how we do it absolutely so make sure to stay tuned in for that did that cover everything oh yes don't forget our don't forget our promo swap this week check out uh ricky glore and his upcoming film that he has a kickstarter going for called all your friends are dead that's right all your friends are dead don't add words motherfucker (laughs) i know and you can check him out on on instagram at glore g-l-o-r-e ricky r-i-c-k-y if you can't fund it financially make sure to go give it likes and share that shit out yes And as always, I'm John. And I'm Joe. And we hope you enjoy this episode, no matter if it's day or night. And in the infamous words of our man, Jack Torrance. Why don't you start right now and get the fuck out of here?